Welcome everyone to the Fresh Off The Screen Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Amanda Man, also known as Aman. And on the other end, we have Dr. Pooh's favorite patient, Harvey. What's up, Harvey? Oh, things are good. How are you? I am good. So this is your weekly, sometimes bi-weekly podcast where two siblings get together to talk about all things relating to film, television, sometimes music, and a sprinkle of video games. If you want to support the show, please follow, subscribe, comment, rate, and all that social media mumbo jumbo. We also have our social media channels in the description below. Harvey, what's up? Today is going to be a pretty interesting episode because we're going to be going deep into our favorite TV shows of 2019. Oh, I am very excited. I've been thinking about this and I want to hear your thoughts on so many things. I feel like TV shows, I don't know why, but I feel like TV shows are harder to pick. Oh, I mean, but that's the that's the thing with TV shows. Like, there's so many nowadays. Like, have you realized how much choice we have? Yeah, um, it's it's it feels like not like those old. I mean, I feel, I sound old, but those days of only having like five shows on the TV to pick from, and now I've got hundreds and hundreds. And I think it's because TV services as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Exactly, it's because of, we have stuff like you know, uh, Crave TV here in Canada. I know you have you have Dan. In Australia, we just have like so many options when it comes to Netflix and stuff like that too. That there's just so many things to watch. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, and it's it's amazing, right? Like it's absolutely amazing. But good but Realistically, we'll never have this much time in the day to watch everything. Exactly. So, exactly. So a lot of times, my pick is all right. How much brain power am I going to need to use in this show? Not a lot. That's what's happening today. Or some days you really want to get into it and focus on only that, and that's when you pick shows. You know, different shows. Shows like The Witcher, for example. But yeah, that's um, it's a it's a daily struggle. So we we let's let's go straight in. So top five. We'll, we'll start off with you, and you already mentioned The Witcher, so you can kind of give a brief <laughs> thing about The Witcher, what you think about it. Oh my god, I don't know what to say that's ever going to be enough. I did not. (laughs) Look, uh, with The Witcher, right? So I know you've played the video game, and I've heard about the video game from you um, over the years, but I never expected it to be that amazing. Even the... I know, I mean... Yeah, I mean, even the whole whole premise of... Sorry, let, let me take a step back. Let me talk about what Witcher is. So The Witcher is a TV show about somebody called the uh, one of the witchers played by Henry Cavill Geralt of Rivia who um is out to save the world does that does that make sense does that work? I mean yeah you you basically gonna put it in there like I mean this is awesome to kind of hear just because you know I I love the game so much so it's so cool to see that the witcher is reaching so many audiences like yourself you know that don't really know the video game series or even the book series yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Like I, I, I had heard about it and I kind of got an idea and it seemed like my cup of tea because I am a big sci-fi fan. Um, and when you start watching The Witcher and, and we need to do a full episode on The Witcher, like really, you know, a couple of minutes yes. is never going to do it justice. But when you start watching it and you have the, what, what you, what I now know are flashbacks, but at that time you're kind of going with, this is happening at the same time. And then you realize later it's not happening at the same time. It's sometimes 30, 40 years back or forward. It it plays with your brain, but you just want to keep watching. You want to know what's next. What's next. I want to know what happens next. They've just done. Such a brilliant job. Something that we actually saw in in Altered Carbon partially because they had all those flashbacks to um, the Kellist Rebellion and, and, you know, all of that that that, that bit about Takeshi Kovac actually learning who he was. 
Um, but I feel like uh, The Witcher just just surpassed anything I've ever seen in a, in a long, long time. I think that was one of my criticisms with with The Witcher was the way they handled the fl- uh, the flashback because a lot of times it was not clear that it, that it was a flashback. So I, I read in places that that was kind of the the whole point of it was to kind of not let you know as the, as the audience to you know to kind of like not know what's actually happening or what's the path, what's the future, just because they want to connect it towards the end of the show. But I don't know, just I was watching because there was one point where you kind of know it's a flashlight just because you see some people that you saw in other scenes that are older and you see them in those scenes, they're younger. And I'm like, okay, like, can you just like, can you just make it a little more obvious at this point? Like, please. <laughs> no, but that's, but that's, that's why I, I was really impressed with them because um, as somebody who knew nothing, the fact that they could hold me till the end of the show and that I was so excited, even though it was confusing and I, I had no idea what was happening when, um, that just t- shows how, how amazing the screenplay was. Um, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm literally thinking, when can I go back? When do I not remember all the details so I can go back and watch it again? Because I really do want to do that. Yeah, no, we, but, we'll definitely save like, this for absolutely. another episode for sure. Because yeah. I think we have like a lot to talk about The Witcher, especially uh, with my background with that game as well. Like I really like The Witcher. I really like Henry Cable. So uh, yeah, we'll obviously, oh, yes. we'll, we'll move on to, we'll, we'll move on to my number five. Uh, my number five is uh, the Netflix show Sex, Sex Education. I really like the show. It's it's so funny. Um, it's got I believe Julian Anderson. Uh, I think she was in X Files before or like a while mm-hmm. back, but like this is like one of her bigger roles. Like since then, I think. And I forgot the, the the boy's name. Oh my god, he's he's also very popular. But basically, it's just about a kid who's living with his, who, with his mom, who who's a a sex therapist. And it's obviously it's a comedy. I think it's set in some time in in UK or in England. Like it's really unclear what time it is. Because there's certain things or certain references that they make that are from like nowadays, but the way people dress, the way they behave in certain instances, it's kind of it's almost like seems like it's from the 1970s or 80s. So I kind of like how they kind of mess with that in a way, just to kind of like keep you back and forth of like when could it actually be or whatever. But obviously, when you see computers, you're like, okay, it's obviously like not that far back. But you know, I kind of like that about it, and it's just a comedy. The comedy is so so cool. It's just about this kid who basically is dealing with you know, issues at home because of his mom being a sex therapist and the stuff that he kind of learned from her and knows from her side there. And, you know, the issues of boundaries between his mom and him. And also how he kind of uses the things that he learns from his mom in a way or what he overhears his mom talk about when it comes to sex therapy and kind of applies it at school. So that's kind of the basic premise of it. And that's kind of how it all kind of starts off that she just kind of starts he just kind of starts helping people with their sex life because of what he learns uh, from his mom and stuff like that. And overall, I think it's such a great show. It's really, really funny. I think if you haven't watched it, you know, you should definitely check it out. It's definitely I, worth. I, I want to check this out. It, I've been I've been hearing a lot about this show, but I've not just I've not had the chance to check it out yet. But yeah, I am it, it got popular like recently, I believe, because I I think I didn't really know about it too much when it came out. I think I saw trailers here and there. But once I started hearing people talk about it and saying that, yo, this is really, really good. This is really, really funny. And I love having those 20 to 30 minute, like funny comedy type stuff on, on these streaming services. Just because, you know, sometimes I do want that serious thing. And I did watch a bunch of serious stuff just the past week. But, you know, like I also need something like that where 
kind of like hentified you know there's something chill it's funny it's it has family it has it has it's kind of cheesy in a way and <laughs> sex education like not only was a cheesy show that way but it was actually generally a good show that keep i i'm i'm waiting for the next season all right, I'm I'm I got to put that on my list. I will check yes. that out soon. So, I I got to be honest though. So, Vicha was not number 5. I we just started off talking about it. So, I I I went with Vicha first <laughs> on my list. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gotta be number 1, man. It's gotta be number 1. It it is number 1. Like it is, but um but another good show for me. So, let's let's go back to number 5 for me. We already know my number 1 hate. So, number 5 for me would be this um, you could call it a, a drama series. It's called New Amsterdam. So, uh-huh. um, look, I I love medical shows. Like I've been a fan of Grey's Anatomy for the last fifteen years, and I've still kept up with it. So, um, even oh, though wow. I look, I, I know the medicine is not right or correct or absolutely accurate, but you know, but I really like New Amsterdam because it actually sets a different precedent. Like it actually talks. It's a drama series. But it focuses so much on the lives of the doctors and, and you know, whether it's their personal lives or um, their professional lives. But it's not entirely like a rom-com, which is what a lot of shows have become. So for me, yeah. um, I, I, I was very, very impressed with the caliber of, like, the actress. I mean, they had an Indian actor, and they have an Indian actor with a recurring role, um, Anupam Kher, who is such yeah. a popular actor. But the fact that they've actually gone and got such a diverse cast is is very impressive it's got um it's got also got the, the lady who played martha jones in doctor who and oh my god i can't remember her name but um but it's it's that's why so it's such it's got such an impressive set of um cast I, I, i'm enjoying that show genuinely enjoying that show i know this is kind of like that show like almost like i, I love doctor house so it kind of reminds me of that obviously not in the in the same way because doctor house does deal with Dr. House himself and his personality and his own issues. But like when I, I see this, it kind of reminds me of that, that procedural show that, you know, like there's always like a new issue every week or every like episode. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's, there's like not really that overarching story behind everything. It's kind of like yeah. almost like, okay, yeah, this is just like, like, you know, we're just kind of going with the flow every week. There might be something that adds to the over overall story, but most of the time it's like, here's a new patient or here's a new issue. Let's deal with it. Come back next week. Exactly. And I think it's very impressive. Like that's one of the shows like, you know, which which started off with the shows like ER, but I like that they've yeah. got it back here. They've got it drama. I mean, there's a lot of other medical shows, um, like one I've been watching recently called Chicago Med. Um, but I, I just don't get the same, you know, the same excitement, the same feeling coming out of the show. Um, and it could just be the quality of writing, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it's also sometimes it's fatigue, right? You've also seen so, these kind of shows so many times now, right? And 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 this is one thing that I I recognized in some shows, but not others. They seem to make and they seem to make female characters just the sum of the fact that they're a female. Uh, oh, okay. it's a female. She must be the one to react emotionally to a child who is you know dying, and I feel like it's because it's lazy writing. They don't want to yeah. build a backstory. They don't want to explain anybody. It's easier to make the 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 woman characters the the emotional ones or the ones to throw a tantrum, and and it just stands out. Yeah. Um, when when that's when obviously that's not reality, but also it's just sort of it, it adds to the fatigue when you're like, I don't think I want to deal with this show much more. But New Amsterdam, for that matter, has done absolutely 
brilliantly. Um, it's in second season now, so it's second or third season actually. Um, and it's been it's, I'm really enjoying it. Oh yeah, I need to check this out because I, I I keep seeing trailers of it and like posters and stuff like that here and there in Toronto. Uh, but yeah, it was just I just never got to it, and it was just one of the shows that I I always kind of looked at as kind of like Grey's Anatomy and stuff like that. And I was like, it's a good show that I would tune in if like you know there's nothing else playing. Kind of like the way I'm watching Simpsons stuff right now. That yeah. it's gonna put on TV. I'll watch for a bit, whatever. You know, usually you get invested by the end of it. But yeah, look, we'll we'll move on to my my number four. So my number four is Mindhunter. This is oh, another really? Netflix show. I love the show. This show is so good. I'm so upset that I think I think it's, it's very likely that's not coming back for a season three, from the like reports that's getting canceled or whatever. But yeah, I don't man, think they can. But David Fincher is the one who makes the show, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. I'm I'm I was. It's a brilliant show. I um. They've done such a good job. Yeah, it's, I mean it's so good. The I mean the whole premise is about. I, I think it's kind of based on, on true events. Basically, it's a, uh, I think a group of guys, or just two guys actually initially, uh, working in the FBI to basically look at cases of serial killers, um, interview them, meet up with them, and use the information they find from them to kind of create profiles so that they can prevent other serial killers from doing the same thing. Um, I, I forgot that there's an actual thing, right? There's an actual thing behind this. A behavioral like, uh, analysis unit. Is that the one? Because I watch Criminal I think Mind. So. And that's there you what go, it's think, based on. Exactly. No, exactly. Uh, like I think that that's what it is. Yeah, and 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 I I gotta be like uh, the cast has done such an amazing job because oh yes um, oh my god who's the lead actor the person who is in Frozen as well um oh yeah I forgot his name uh, <laughs> I know I know he played he voices he voices the the main guy in Frozen as well yes right? it, Christoph Christoph yeah. um who yeah. does. Who, um, who's the actor? Hold on. I need to Google this right now because it's going to be in my brain. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, the, the whole cast was just amazing. Jonathan Groff. I mean, Jonathan Groff, okay. And um, and, and he's so impressive because, I, like, I mean, we spoke about Frozen 2 um, a couple of episodes ago, which I really liked. And if you, if in that show, in that movie, he's got like a, a completely solo song that he performs so brilliantly to go from, from that, to go from a, a musical actor, to go for, to such a serious, serious role. I, I honestly didn't expect him to do that. Yeah. So, um, absolute standout. I think that's also what I like about the show is because it's kind of dealing with, I think true crime is such a big thing right now, especially, um, you know, just on Netflix with documentaries and stuff like that. I know that the trials of Gabriel Hernandez, that's also very popular right now on Netflix. And, you know, this true crime thing is is just something that a lot of people are fascinated by. And Mindhunter just kind of hits all those notes because it is kind of dealing with serial killers, just looking into people that we've heard about, you know, like the son of Sam, even Charles Manson and stuff like that. And, you know, when they kind of go over what they did, what happened, them talking to them, and this is obviously based on, on true interaction and stuff, right? So it does kind of suck you in that way. And that's one thing that I really, really like about, about this show. I, it's, again, it's really upsetting that they can't come up with a season three. And I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shitty shows on Netflix. So I don't know why they like, they're canceling this and not canceling like some of those, but, but you know what? That's my opinion. Last I heard, I don't think they were canceling it. I have a feel I, from, from memory. Look, I could be wrong. Um, it was more about not being able to get scheduling together. Okay. Um, 
primarily because David Fincher himself is so popular with so many so many movies, I think they just couldn't figure out the logistics, which is unfortunate, which is absolutely unfortunate because you need a show like this. And um and I hate it when good shows get lost because suddenly the actors become very famous. Yeah, yes, that um, happens a lot. It's 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 very it's very unfortunate. It's just um the show is sort of what got them there and and i'm not i'm not begrudging them taking other opportunities and it's absolutely great that they're getting the opportunities to you know branch out and do more stuff um it's just that sometimes shows just don't reach that conclusion that you want as a fan exactly i mean worst case man just sell it off to someone else just give the franchise to someone else so that they can work on this you know right right exactly like i mean i i hope i hope that's been considered and i really hope um it does come through so i'm gonna keep my fingers crossed yes so we'll move on to your number three uh my number four number four sorry doom patrol Ooh, it, yes, I love doom oh patrol. my god so so for those who don't know doom patrol is a dc universe show um it's about this group of um anti-heroes anti-heroes what what, what would you call yeah, them sort of i feel like they, they they weren't really like bad in a way they were it was more just like a group of misfits you know yeah it's just just together like they're, they're not out there to save the world but they end up actually saving the world or actually helping yeah. out um and they've done uh such a it was just like the, the the quality of writing has been so impressive and they've got such a wonderful caliber of artists i mean they've got Tim, timothy dalton which is is a coup in itself Um, brendan fraser oh my god like brendan fraser who knew brendan fraser was still around but i am so glad he's still around because he does a brilliant job and matt so good yeah i mean white collar right from white collar yeah exactly i mean look um it's 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 really uh it's a really fun group of people i think the storylines are really good because they have a mixture of all of their backstories as well as telling us what they're dealing with or how they can deal with other other issues it's got alan tudyk um another brilliant brilliant actor who plays mr nobody yes and um and it's just like first season was just you know i want to know more i want to know more tell me more about them tell me more about them so i think it's um I, they ended really well they did this the season was absolutely brilliant and i'm really excited to see what they do in season two yeah i think for, in my opinion I, I i prefer doom patrol over guardians of the galaxy oh <laughs> yes i think I'll they're like way better yeah they're, oh, they're much better fit the connections, the the relationship with everyone is way better than Guard of the Galaxy. This is my opinion. I think it's true. <laughs> but doesn't it go back to the thing we were talking about? For some reason, the DC people tend to do TV shows brilliantly, but yeah. they can't seem to get their heads right for the movies. Why? Exactly. How? Who are you? Who's doing the hiring for the TV shows? Put them in charge of the movies. Like, I know. Seriously, this cannot be this complicated. Yeah, I mean, let, let's hope because I think this year, obviously, we have, um, I think we have Wonder Woman coming out this year, right? So we do. I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's a shift. Let's hope for this shift, finally. Well, we've got, we've got Wonder Woman coming out, but we've also got the Black Widow movie com- coming out. But that's Marvel, right? Yes. So, well, you never know. I think Marvel phase, is this phase three now? Could actually knock it out of the park. Well, you think they will, Marvel's going to do better now? Now that the whole Avengers Endgame stuff is done? I think Marvel's trying to build up to do more things. And I think yeah. the next few movies is going to set the bar that's going to get us either excited or tell us, or all of us checking out. So I'm going to tell you see, right now. 
Sorry? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I was saying that I'm going to tell you right now that I think Marvel is Marvel is like in a prime position where DC can take over. Marvel is rebuilding right now, and they honestly don't have a good slate of movies for this year. Exactly. This is, where, this is where DC attacks, but DC is not doing that. <laughs> yeah, but that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think DC's caught that on, even though you and I have, or other people have. Like, this is the time. We are suffering from so much Marvel fatigue over the last 10 years because we've gone through, we've gone to that emotional conclusion of, yay, okay, you've done this, great, yay. And now we want to know what's next. Who's next? What's what's coming to get us now? But we've yeah. not gotten there yet because we are back to 10 years ago when they, they, they were starting off with the first Iron Man movie. But exactly. I, I think if DC needs to get their ass in gear, but I, I, I don't know if that's actually going to happen. But let's keep our fingers crossed. I know, I know. And we'll so, see how we go. Yeah, the, we'll move on to our uh, number three. So my number three first. Uh, this is the good place. So funnily enough, this is your number three as well. <laughs> this is my number so three as well. Yeah, no, this is, so this is perfect. I mean, I, I would like, what's, what's not to like about The Good Place? It's funny, it's charming, it's emotional. It's got amazing cast like Ted Danson, Christian Bale. Uh, Christian Bale, right? Yes, Christian Bale. Okay, I, I, I feel like I was like saying that wrong for some reason. But <laughs> you were saying Christian cast. Bale, but that's fine. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. I was like, well, did I say Christian Bale? Did I say Christian Bale? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'll be really awkward if we have American Psycho in that show. But either way, it's... <laughs> It's so it's such a good show. It's you know like just a cast and like the the whole concept was really really cool. And like obviously I'm not gonna like I'm not even gonna talk about kind of the whole thing that happened in season one as well, just because it was such a cool twist and everything. But yeah. it's just such a cool idea in in general of you know people like someone who dies and they're kind of you know they got to go to the good place or the bad place and you know like just kind of like interacting with people and the roles you get put into these places and yeah just. I think with Ted Danson, you can expect a good show. That's what I noticed with Ted Danson nowadays. He, <laughs> goes into, he, he honestly does such a good job with these comedy roles. Yeah, but he's such a he's such a good actor. And yeah. but, that's, but that's one of the things I really liked about The Good Place. I mean, of course, a, a good show is pretty much the sum of the actors you put in. Like, you can write it brilliantly, but if the actor doesn't do a good job, that's pretty much lost. But yeah. the thing I really liked about the show was, who doesn't wonder what happens to us when we die? Who doesn't exactly. think about, you know, heaven and hell? And it's a it's a big concept within religion and, and faith um, as well. So they've gone and they've taken that, that concept, but they've tried to stay away from religious tones and they've actually talked about it more from a philosophical point of view. Yeah. And I find that not many people talk about it that way anymore. So it's good to, it's, it allows people to take a step back and go, all right, whatever religion you're from, Let's see what happens when you make it to the good place or the bad place. And mm-hmm. let's see what makes you good or bad. It's it's such a basic concept. Um, I yeah. mean, it, unfortunately, the show is over. Um, I, I am, I'm sad about that. But I also feel like they, they ended it on such a, such a good tone um, that, that none of us were left wanting more. Or at least that's my perspective. Yeah, no, I haven't seen the recent season. So I'm kind of excited to kind of go back in and just kind of see. I know it's going to be ending and everything, but you know, I like I like when shows do don't overstay their, their welcome. You know, mm-hmm. they get to the point. Uh, usually, I feel like a good show is honestly between four to five seasons. I feel like if you're pushing past six, seven, eight, it's it depends, man. You're you're getting to the point where you might be pushing it for the sake of pushing it, and some exactly. shows end up surviving. But I think some shows um, you can see the the writing quality going down. 
So I, I'm, I'm, I think you should go watch The Good Place, um, the last season, and then we can we can talk about it in more detail because I actually thought this was one of their best seasons. Yeah. Oh my God. No, I'm excited. I know this was a lot of people talked about the way it ended, and it's kind of like one of the things with me where if I know it's the last season or the last couple of episodes or whatever, and I just kind of delay it as much as I possibly can. <laughs> oh, I know. I have, I do the same thing, but with this one, I was just like, no, but I want to know. I really want to know now. So um, go watch it, and we'll talk about it. Yes. So I'll, I'll just quickly go on to my number two, just because we talked about it already. So The Witcher is on my, ah. it was my number two. As, as you kind of expected, it was your number one. It was my number two. I love the game. I, you know, like I spent over 100, 100 hours in that game. I just love that world. I never read the books, but it definitely made me want to read books. And my sister knows that I don't really like reading books. So, you know, that's already saying a lot. And yeah, I just, I just love everything about what they did with the show and Henry Cavill and how he kind of took on that role and him, him, he himself being a fan of the game. So he knew what to do and how to kind of mold Geralt of Rivia based off of the, the game. But again, we'll obviously save this for another episode, but you can definitely tell that my sister and I, we really, really like the show. Oh, it's, it's lovely. It's amazing. All so, right. Yeah, on to your number, number, two. number one. Oh, number two. Sorry. My bad. Yeah. Uh, Good Ormans. The yes. show on Amazon Prime, based on the book by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett, with the absolutely amazing David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I mean, again, it comes back to those concepts of God and and evil and and devil and and all of that stuff. And and I'd read the book and I was a big fan of the book, but I f- and this is one of those times when a book into a visual medium actually comes out really, really amazingly. And I know Terry Pratchett was a part of writing the screenplay. Uh, sorry, not Terry Pratchett. Um, Neil Gaiman was a part of writing the screenplay. And mm-hmm. he was a part of actually working with the actors to get them into their roles. And it comes out so, so well, like whether it be, um, I mean, it's got such a good collection of cast just coming together and they, they, they play out what we've read so beautifully. Um, I, I'm sad it's not getting another season, but I guess it's only a book, one book, so they can't really make any more of that. And I'm thankful that they are not stretching it for the sake of stretching it. But it definitely was one very, very outstanding show. Yeah, no, they did a really good job. Just kind of, I put this show in my in my special mentions just because, uh, same as you, I just enjoyed the show. I just love I love the acting because uh, David Tennant, even though I didn't like his Doctor as much in Doctor Who, he definitely. <laughs> That definitely made me a, a David Tennant fan in general, and I obviously I also love his his voice as as Scrooge McDuck. Um, yes. I watched a couple of episodes, <laughs> so you know because I grew up on that, and obviously when they made that for Nickelodeon, I think it was for Nickelodeon or, or whatever. But you know, like I I just loved it, and yeah, it's just overall. Plus. Is that Disney Plus? Disney Plus. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's Disney Plus now. Yeah, I don't know why no, I said uh, Nickelodeon, but no, but I think I mean I, he does such a good job, and he's a very good voice actor, but he's also very good. Like his presence is so good. Um, like the way he plays Crowley is exactly how you picture Crowley in your head, like that that rock star vibe of somebody with like long hair and um, you know dark sunglasses at all times. Um, just and 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 it's just the the cues from the books built into the show just makes it all the more special. If you've not watched the show, go watch it. Um, if you've not read the book, go read the book. Go do both things. It, it's absolutely uh, worth your time. I feel like I should also just mention, I completely forgot about this. I don't know why, but another thing that David Tennant just did so perfectly was playing the villain in, in Jessica Jones. Yes. I think that oh was, my God, yes. Uh, 
he was just amazing at that. I forgot his name, man. But like, I remember like he was like just a terrifying villain. And I, I remember just watching that first Kilgrave. season. I was like, wow, Kilgrave. There you go. Oh my God. Kilgrave. And he was like, he was I think amazing. like I called you once. I think it was like in one of the middle episodes of Jessica Jones. And that was when they're in the, the first season when they're in the jail and he stops everybody in the jail. Yeah. Um, like he freezes them. And um, and the fact is, you look at his face and you know David Tennant. He's such a good actor. And for like two seconds, I'm there smiling with him. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Bad guy. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like, he builds that persona around him. And he's a horrible guy. Like, Kilgrave is horrible. Horrible in the comics. They didn't yeah. explore that as, as a part of the, the TV show. But the fact that he can make you sympathize even a little bit with somebody who is clearly the villain in a show is yeah. is, is impressive he's he's a, a national treasure for the uk i gotta say he's i think national treasure right? or, 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 he, yeah i think he's uk i think he's an international treasure at this point because he's done some, <laughs> such amazing things at this point absolutely i absolutely agree oh yeah so yeah, we're so, down to number one what's your number one my number one, this was pretty easy when I was like making this list because it's Amazon's The Boys. And I love the show, not only because it has Carl Urban, who's a really, really great actor. I really like Carl Urban. Um, but on top of that, just the show's premise, the main show's premise is basically uh, the main kid. I forgot his name, but basically his girlfriend or fiance, basically, she gets killed while it's a world of superheroes. So she gets killed whilst a superhero is going to stop a crime or do something or whatever. And basically along the way, uh, they kind of bump into her. She dies because, you know, it's a superhero crashing into you at mm. thousands of miles an hour or whatever. And basically he kind of goes on this revenge trip of getting back at the superheroes. And he kind of teams up with Carl Urban, who has his own reasons for hating the superheroes. And it's basically kind of taking that whole concept of superheroes and stuff like that and kind of breaking it down into our society it's kind of looking at them in the same way that we look at CEOs or people that have billions of dollars, all this money, whatever, you know, same concept of, you know, are these people actually generally trying to help us? Are they generally actually good people? And that's something that I just like loved about the show. I think I also just love the show mainly because of all the superhero movies and other TV shows from DC and Marvel, all that stuff, we're just being bombarded by all the time. And I think this was just a show that, that's what I, that's what the reason I like the Tick as well, which is another Amazon uh, Prime superhero type show. But yeah, this one I just really just really really liked because it has a pretty good mix of comedy with drama. So there are comedy aspects, but the drama and, and stuff is 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 very serious. It deals with very very serious issues, and you know definitely don't uh, don't go into it thinking it's going to be a full on comedy or anything like that. Like please definitely don't. And like the issues and stuff they deal with are are I I do like the way they handle it and everything. And I think more than that is just the story. The story is something that grips you. Uh, again, I'm try. I do my best not to like reveal anything, but like just the the story grips you in a way that it keeps you going. And you know that's always a, that's always a good mark of a for a show when it's a show that you know when you watch the first episode and it's done and it's like twelve or one a.m. and you keep watching. And that's kind of what happened with me with the boys. So that's my favorite show okay. of 2019. I have to. I have to watch the show. It's been on my my you know list for a while. I just haven't made it to it. But I think I'll I'll watch it and then we can do a spoiler full episode. Yes. No, this is I, I'm I'm telling you I know you if you like the shows like The Witcher and stuff like that even Good Omens, 
like the boys is oh my god like i'm i'm surprised you haven't watched it i think you should definitely after this the podcast is done recording you should watch at least one episode <laughs> oh well i i'll, I'll say uh, you don't you don't want me to stay up all night and not be able to go to work in the morning hey yes but yeah. i'll try <laughs> so we'll go all to right. special mention well, yes so so yeah we we did want to also talk about a few a few other shows that that didn't make it to the top 5 but were really memorable for us this year or last yeah. year 2019 so yeah so what's, uh what's one for you so in my i mean one of mine i guess game of thrones i uh, love game of thrones until i guess <laughs> this past season i think that's uh <laughs> i feel like i'm i'm beating a dead horse at this point i know it's been said many times it's a it was good it was good overall because you know it's a it's a resolution right it's a resolution to a show that I really really liked I really really loved and they I didn't the stuff that happened in the show again because the books aren't out yet for for the later half of the show so obviously the producers and and the creators they it was kind of up to them not George R R Martin he was in charge of the script in that sense I don't know what his involvement was it was exactly but you know just the kind of the way they dealt with it I felt like they could have dealt with it a little better but you know like looking at the end of it I, I because I still just love the show right I know like it got a lot of hate but it's because I just loved Game of Thrones so much like so much for so many years and it's been a part of my life and my friends lives like and my girlfriend's lives like it's been part of like so many people around me like their lives for so long that I don't know I think I still like really liked it so I just want to put that out there um is yeah, there anything see, on I, your end? So you know, you know I've never watched Game of Thrones. Yeah. And and it's like one of those constant things and people go you've never watched Game of Thrones. Well, yeah, I just was one of the I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, but I think Game of Thrones just never appealed. I don't know why um maybe I started watching it at a time when I wasn't in the mental space to get into it. Um but yeah, I've heard that I've heard that um that feedback from a lot of people for the last season of Game of Thrones. Um for me a good uh, and very interesting show from last year was uh, Pennyworth. Oh. So it's the show about Alfred Pennyworth before obviously he came into the service of um hold on. What was Bruce Batman's Wayne. parents? Bruce Wayne's Mr. Oh, Thomas Wayne, yeah. yeah. Thomas and Martha Wayne. Thomas and Martha Wayne. So it's about sort of the time when Alfred is just out of the special forces in the UK, just out of his life and how he comes to associate with um uh Bruce Wayne and and Martha and I can't remember her last name but basically before Wayne? she got married to no 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 okay. that's before she got married to Bruce Wayne um and just it's it's a very very interesting premise um I don't know Sorry, if she got married to she got married to Thomas Wayne not Bruce because that's a Sorry, Tom- <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> horrible um but yes uh, before she got married to Thomas Wayne but it's it's a very very interesting premise i don't know how much it necessarily necessarily is in line with the with the comics but yeah. um but i just thought it was a very impressive um impressive season it was only like 10 episodes um i don't know if they're making more and i think um that's why i wanted to make sure i can do have a special mention because um it was different it was a very differently made um a show and it's not something you think about you never think about alfred do you 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 always yeah. think about you know what did bruce's father do and then you know oh his parents died here how did bruce become uh batman and then you have you know and then you have the whole gotham um arc in it nobody thinks about alfred because he's been yeah. there through thick and thin 
And he's How a badass, actually. get that loyal? And exactly. And it actually brings him out as a badass. So um, you should go watch it. Yeah, I mean, I got a bit of hint of what Alfred can do because of Gotham. Because it is kind of yeah. dealing with him when he wasn't, you know, Michael Caine level old, I guess. But, you know, he was he was more, <laughs> I guess, like, I don't know, Ben Affleck level old. I don't know what Ben Affleck's age is. But, do you, you want to just... know a fun fact? Yeah. The person who plays um, Alfred in Gotham is the son of a doctor. An old doctor, Sean Pertwee, if I'm not wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. Down. So, How the hell did you find this stuff out? Um, the, the name sounded familiar, so I went and looked into it. Oh, okay, no wonder. You know, I should, uh, yeah. we should do this. You know, we, I should I should throw like random trivia stuff at you, especially friends wise, <laughs> because I know a lot of I know a lot of like friend stuff that way. And I will we'll start right now. Okay, how about this random trivia pop quiz? I'm gonna <laughs> ask you in the first episode of season one in Friends. Who is the first person to speak? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the pause was her thinking. Uh, her thinking for a while. <laughs> no, I think. Oh crap! No, I think it was like. Uh, was it Phoebe? You know what? I said the exact same thing. It's not. <laughs> I said the Ooh, exact it? same no, thing. No, it's it's Ross. Monica. It's Ross. Oh. And- and who was the last person to speak in season 10? Season 10, last episode. Monica? Chandler. No, seriously. Yeah, I mean, wow. obviously, I don't know if they planned it. I don't know. I don't think they planned it like that, but that, that's, I think, I mean, this, again, this is based on what I was told because someone asked me these questions today. So I'm just going <laughs> to, that's why I was like, you know what, this is a perfect time to bring this up. But I, I, we'll, we'll move on for it. I, I think you should be prepared from now on. I think this, this is going to be a thing. <laughs> On every uh, episode, I'm gonna think of for you as well, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> on episode, when there's a when there's a break in anything we're talking about, it's gonna be like pop quiz, and it's gonna scream it out. It's okay. You don't worry about it. We'll hurt their ears. It's okay. They don't mind. <laughs> okay, sounds good. But okay, moving on to um, other special mentions. I think one. Uh, I think one show that I kind of enjoyed. It was pretty good. Um, the Mandalorian. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I think just because I love Star Wars, I love that universe, and I think at that point I was just craving anything Star Wars related because, especially that was it came up right before the movie, so it was kind of like you know perfect timing and everything. And I know, I know your opinions on it. You know, you can definitely voice them, uh, even though this is a very Star Wars centric uh, podcast where we love Star Wars <laughs> and all things Star Wars. But I will, I will allow you to talk about we this. We love Star Wars. <laughs> I am with you. I love Star Wars, but you know my thoughts about the lead recent trilogy with, you know, Rey and um, Kylo Ren and everything. But yeah. I was actually looking forward to The Mandalorian because one, it's a it's a good concept. Second, yeah. they've, they had a pretty awesome cast. Like um, the person who plays The Mandalorian. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, Pedro he's Pascal, really Like he's absolutely brilliant. If you've seen him in like Narcos and he's, he's done such a good job. Um, so I was kind of really excited about it. But yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know whether it's, again, um, it's back to, I don't know if it's fatigue from all of the Star Wars. Um, but in saying that, I am a big fan of other Star Wars movies. Like, I liked Solo. I loved Rogue One. Um, I just found that they are stretching things for the sake of stretching things. I'm, what about maybe, Baby Yoda, man? Baby Yoda's so cute, man. How do you not like the show? Look, when you see Baby Yoda's face, how do you say that? I'm not saying Baby Yoda's not cute. He's absolutely cute. He's a little little child. It's like having a baby for screen service. I get it. But I'm just like, but what the fuck is he doing here? 
What? What the? Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. That's the answer. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's dead. No, Yoda's dead. Baby Yoda was like years ago. He's Yoda's long lost baby. That's all it is. I mean. How do you know? And what if you? What if Yoda? You know, like to go to clubs at night, or you know, he was having a thing with someone. We don't know, man. Like we don't. We don't. Let's not dwell into this poor Jedi. I am like, not. I am not saying it can't be Yoda's baby. I'm just saying if Yoda, Yoda took care of all of his people, right? How did Yoda not know about his child if he was so in tune with the Force? Look, I'm just saying, man. Even if if it's not baby Yoda, if it's somebody from his um species who has that connection to the force normally, well, that's great. But I don't, I, I, as I said, I feel like you're pushing it in my face because people love Yoda and they're like, oh my God, I love him. But I kind of want to see the Mandalorian. Stop talking to me in the context of anybody to do with Skywalkers. You could have made it a show about Mandalorians. Just having the Mandalorian go around do different things. And, you know, there's fun things happening in the background. It could be like a bounty hunter show for all I care. But first, they had they had to go back to something that takes us back to Skywalker. Why? Yeah, I think they're, honestly, they're afraid to kind of move on from that whole saga because that's kind of where everyone's allegiance and love for that series and for that just the franchise lies right it's all about yeah. skywalker Anakin skywalker leia stuff like that yeah but the fact is the fans have showed them we can like other things we can we can like rogue one we can like um you know the, all the other new characters you can be in that universe without trying to milk uh luke and leia for all their worth and and for me, that's what you're like. He's really cute. Like his screen screen presence is amazing. I mean, yeah. Pedro Pascal. I don't even like. Uh, from what I read, he's not even physically there in a few episodes. Oh yeah, so he's, he's just doing the voiceover. So again, you've taken an actor who is actually a brilliant actor, and you've put him in a show where you can't see his face or his expressions. He just gets to say stuff. Yeah. I I I'm, I'm look. Let's see how the second season is. I'm gonna keep my mind yeah. open and I'm gonna keep watching it. Yeah. So okay, we'll we'll move on to the other other special mentions really quickly because there is one show I want to really talk about like uh later on the list. So Stranger Things. I love Stranger Things. I feel like everyone in this world loves Stranger Things. We're pretty excited really? for for really? the next season. I it's such a, you know, such a good show. You know, don't I... you, don't you dare, man. Don't you dare, man. Uh, no, we're gonna cut you off. Cut you off. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so you and I, you and I watched season two together. I remember this because yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was visiting you at the time, and I was really excited about season three, right? So I've gotten into it, and I'm, I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't finished it. it Is it because me. you have other stuff? No, I just lost okay. me by episode three, and I'm like, I can't be bothered. So well, I'm, that I'm I get. Saying, that I'm not saying I'm not gonna watch it. I'm just going. I don't know, like the the momentum they had in season one and two. I feel like it got lost somewhere, and I'm not sure what it was. Oh yeah, no, I I agree with that. I agree that it's not the the same as season one and two, but definitely watch season three because stuff does kind of turn in a way towards towards the end. Okay, all right, no, no, I will hold judgment. Let me finish watching season three, and then we can we can analyze it. Yeah, and I mean other other show again, another Netflix show, The Crown. I <laughs> I still like the show. I still like it. I know they changed uh, changed the. Uh, actress and everything and the actor playing uh play the king and the queen um mm. because of the timeline right which kind of makes sense and stuff and yeah it's i mean i don't know i just like it just because of the whole like like historic thing i i i feel like with 
people like like the monarchy and stuff like that. These are these are information. These are things that you don't really find out about. And it's just cool that we can kind of delve into it. Obviously, I don't know how truthful all of this yeah, is, right? Yeah, but it's not. But, that, but that's the thing. I, I, I'm with you. Like, I really like... I, I, look, I'm going to be honest. I watched season one. I haven't watched after that. Um, mm-hmm. And Olivia Coleman is is a real-life queen. She's absolutely amazing. I'm not yeah. surprised she's not in more things. She should be. Um, but uh, it's... For me, I feel like... Look, if they had taken, let's say, Queen Victoria, Right? Yeah, Queen Victoria, start from that um, and do a show for a couple of years until you've gotten to Queen Elizabeth II or Queen Elizabeth's dad or something like that. That's fine. You now have people on the show that are alive in real life. You know, Prince Charles. Yeah. They've got, they've got Diana coming into the picture. At some stage, you're going to show their kids. Um, and for me, that's coming to a very weird spot. Like you've got, you're, you're building up um, a narrative around their lives, which realistically nobody knows is correct or not, apart from the the monarchy, who are absolutely not going to confirm or deny one way or the other, right? Yeah. So I, 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 I just, I kind of feel cringy watching it just because it's like being a part of the paparazzi, even though you're not, and even though you're not stalking them, it feels like... It, it, somebody's life is being made into all of this, you know, extra drama to make it more watchable when it's not true. Yeah. Again, like, like you're saying, we don't know. We don't know if it's actually true or not, right? Like, and I think just the way they make it, they obviously ho- Hollywoodify it in a way. Yeah. You know, they make it, make stuff seem bigger than it actually was. But I, I think it's just, that's kind of why it was in my special mentions. It wasn't really like the top five TV shows for me. Just because... It was it was the crown. It was just the same as how it was a couple of the first two seasons, yeah. and I'm like, you know what? Let's see what happens next. Exactly, exactly. So let's let's talk about um, what what have you been watching last couple of weeks or last week? So uh, obviously, one thing I finished was Altered Carbon. Um, <laughs> Me too. I obviously I love the first season. I watched the second season. Um, I obviously we will leave it for for our next episode. The no, but, but thing give is, me your give me your two sentence review. My two sentence thing, it's not even two sentence. It would be like three words. I think it'll be, um, it was okay. I think that's my main review. <laughs> like, that uh, is actually another, very accurate. If you want me to give a follow up one word thing, it'll be disappointing. Um, yeah. I, I think just because I expected a lot after the first season and they had the, the, they had the lore, they had the whole like story and everything set up, but. I don't know. I don't know if it was a writing, if it was the actors. I don't know what it was, to be honest. It just didn't I, feel like Altered Carbon. I, I agree with you. Like, I rewatched season one in preparation for season two. And I couldn't stop watching season one. I literally, I think, from memory, I started on, like, a Saturday. And by the end of the weekend, I had finished all ten episodes of that first season. Um, yeah. Because I literally didn't want to watch anything else. I wanted to know, you know, even though I remembered in the back of my head, I wanted to go watch it again. Uh, season two like i absolutely agree with what you said and and we do need to have like a full episode talking about it but i feel like it picked up momentum too late too late for me to get invested in and then i'm like wait there's only two episodes left and i don't and i agree with you I, i i i honestly do think it was a writing or i don't i think maybe it was a change of writers maybe it was a change of the person who was managing it who maybe the showrunner changed Something changed, and 
I love Anthony Mackie. I really do. I'm excited for him to be the next uh, Captain America, and I think he'll do a brilliant job. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe I'm using these words because after Suicide Squad, I don't think anybody thought Joel Kinnaman could act. I know, yeah. Then he comes out and sees him on Altered Carbon and we're like, where the fuck was this guy hiding? Exactly. Right? So you've got this guy who's who's built this role and then you've got Anthony Mackie who has solid acting chops, solid yeah. roles behind him. And... I, I I didn't believe he was Kovac for one minute. In fact, when Kovac Prime came into the picture, I'm going, yes. Finally, yeah. somebody know who knows how to play Kovac. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we should have, we should talk about this in more detail later, but I knew it was exactly. going to come we'll, down to this. We'll go, we'll go more into spoilers and everything like that in, in another episode. We'll try to obviously avoid crazy spoilers, but, you know, like, I think yeah. if we want to, if we want to deep dive, we're going to be talking about stuff. Um, other than I watch the Jack Ryan uh, show oh, season yeah. two surprisingly good like i mean you know it's it's, it's a tom clancy show i kind of knew what i was going going into when i watched it josh josh krasinski he's he's really good i'm not even pronouncing it correctly but whatever john krasinski. but like he's john krasinski there you go and i was like josh john i mean it was close enough I guess, <laughs> but at least i got one of the things correct but like he's he's awesome in it i really liked it i liked the story they kind of dealt with the venezuelan crisis which is like a real issue that's happening now obviously not kind of taking notes from like actual I'm sure that they're not actually using actual stuff or whatever but uh obviously it does feel weird just because of you know it all it always comes down to like the way they show these countries and they always show the people there or uh the governments there like as, as the bad people and it's always about the U.S. or Americans kind of coming in to help in a way yeah, and I guess yeah. uh, it's Tom Clancy right this is this is expected right but yeah it was a sh- I started and I I couldn't stop watching I finished it I started watching it at night before I, I fell asleep I finished <laughs> it the next day like obviously I fell asleep woke up did my thing when I got a chance to watch a tv show again I I watched the show and I finished it in like two days so it, it definitely grabbed me I I think I mean look I obviously it wasn't as good as the first season simply because the first season was sort of brand new to us as well and it was a different sort of set of characters up on the screen. But I I, I I agree with you. I think season two was great. I mean, the American savior thing is is a common thing that we see in all these shows. And look, that's fine. Yeah. Um I think they had a they had a good storyline and they were they were coming to it. And I mean, look, it wasn't impressive. Um, but it was still it was still interesting. And I'm still looking forward to season three and uh, yeah. and looking forward to what's there. Yeah, exactly. On your, on your actual one, I want to know what you think about Hentified. Oh my god! I started watching it yesterday because I need. In my brain, I'm like, look, I just want something low key uh, to watch, right? And I started watching Hentified. Maybe it was about eight or eight p.m. or something. And I'm like, I need to go to bed because I need to, you know, wake up because we need to record this, and you know, I've got other things to do. But I could not stop watching it, even with the subtitles. Like, at, yeah. and you're right. Like at some stage. Uh, you you don't need to read them because you get yeah. what they're saying because usually one person's talking in Spanish and the other person replies in English and you're like, oh, that's what he was saying. And it just sort of builds, like the way they built the dialogue is so good. But the, the underlying issue that they've tackled, which is gentrification, is such a common thing. We yeah. don't think about it. We don't think about 
the neighborhoods that were someone's home but because the value of that those properties and those homes is going up because you've got nicer restaurants and nicer bars and you know nicer amenities suddenly something that cost you 300,000 costs you $800,000 so those people yeah. who could only afford 300,000 have to move out because they really have nowhere to go exactly but, but you don't actually think about that in 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 the from the perspective of somebody who's living that from from our perspective we're looking at oh okay there's a new restaurant here let's go check it out uh you know you look at it in social media or you look at it in reviews and and or even like shows about it like cooking and travel shows about it but um but it's it's a very very good very honest view of what those communities actually go through yeah no i i the same as you i just love that show and uh, that was like the main thing. It was it was it was dealing with a real issue, but it was the comedy and the characters were so fun that I just couldn't stop watching. I just wanted to keep seeing them again and exactly. again. Exactly. I'm 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 really hoping they make a season two. I really hope so. Yeah, no, I hope so. So, what else is on your side? Um. So I started watching. Well, you know what I watched the other day, and I and I wanted to bring it up because I thought it was interesting. So, um, Stan here in Australia has all these old James Bond movies. And while I've oh, wow. seen some here and there, right, I've never actually seen the Bond movies, you know, like like Timothy Dalton or Sean Connery. Yeah. So the other day, I'm like, all right, let's let's maybe because because you know Timothy Dalton, fresh in my mind, coming from Doom Patrol, I'm like, oh, let's check this out. And um, look, interesting stories. Um, so I watched both of. They do not age well. They do not age well. They. Yeah, I mean, look, they they do they they do well. I think. <laughs> look, I'm trying not to look at it from, you know, in quotation mark, woke eyes of 2020. Yo, man, it's okay, man. Attack, the, attack it, man. It's all it's all good. <laughs> this is a Star Wars show, man. It's okay. As long as you don't attack Star Wars, we're good. So Say I what you want about James Bond. I watched both Timothy Dalton ones. Um, it was License to Kill and um, Living Daylights, I think. And mm-hmm. great storylines. I uh, love how women are only there to look pretty. Um, <laughs> just, yes. Like, I why? I know more 1780s movies. Yeah, but, but why? Like, yeah. that person's fully... Yeah. I mean, there's there's some sexist themes that... Ugh, whatever. But um, why do the villains shoot so horribly in these movies? Is At that- what point, when, you're, you, when, when James Bond has a pistol, you've got a machine gun... You still can't hit him? Are you fucking kidding me? Yo, stormtroopers, they're literally trained their entire fucking <laughs> life. And they can never fucking hit a target. Like, how does that work? This is just, this is like a typical, like, movie trope, man. It's always, they have to, they have a chance to fucking I, kill you. They're gonna do a fucking speech. Why do this speech, man? Just fucking shoot. Yeah, but somehow in my brain, and maybe it's, you know, it's my brain sort of resetting things. I, in my brain, I had pictured James Bond sort of like MacGyver. You yeah. know, he, he does things out of nowhere. He comes up with all of these things and he saves himself and everybody else. But I'm just going, oh, yeah, okay. So you got lucky. Got everybody else killed. You're still alive. You've got a girlfriend at the end who you're not going to have in the next movie. But yay. Yeah, exactly. I, I, <laughs> I, I will say that, that the, Craig, the Craig ones, the newer ones, were really, really good. Especially Skyfall is like my favorite one. Yeah, and I think that's what, so I, I, I decided, so I, I went back and I'm like, okay, how far back do I want to go? And I went, you know what? I don't think I want to go Sean Connery back because I have a feeling I'm not going to associate with any of them. Timothy yeah. Dalton, I think was already on the line for me. And now after that, I've got the Pierce Brosnan movies to go to. 
So I'm like, okay, that's that's good. Let's 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 go to Pierce Brosnan because from memory, uh, nothing weird stood out, but also that was quite a few years ago. So maybe my next episode. Yeah, but but I think Brosnan, you sort of started seeing the move to the '90s, and and you know, and then you yeah. got obviously Daniel Craig. So so next show, I can tell you how Pierce Brosnan does on the on the scale on the yes. scale as it were. So so, <laughs> so far, Timothy Dalton is like a zero out of uh no uh, give him a two two out of uh what, what's that what is it even out of like a hundred no uh, i don't know i don't know maybe two out of ten i mean look two he's just 10. doing what was written for him right like so so two I out of ten in the bond scale all right so and and Daniel craig is technically craig is like a nine and he's like a nine yeah think, right? yeah exactly so i think let, let's let's say i'm looking at it from daniel craig eyes from, from seeing daniel craig and the storylines and everything and then i'm watching the old ones yeah i think that's a, yeah okay maybe not a two now i feel bad maybe give him a four okay we'll give him like a 3.5 we'll just we'll stick it there then. <laughs> okay. all right so on my end uh we have you know what i'm gonna actually talk to, i'm gonna talk about this now this is this is a this is a fucking show Okay, everyone's talking about this. It's called Love is Blind. <laughs> oh my right? god, I, don't tell me you've I, watched it. I fell for this trap because a lot of people around me were watching it. And there was one day when I was uh, at, at, a, at my girlfriend's place and they were kind of watching this as well, like their family and everything. And, you know, I was, it, was like, it was like the fourth episode or fifth episode. And I was mm. like, okay, you know what, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll watch it. You know, let's see what it is. And it was, it was stupid. The basic <laughs> premise is these... There's like a bunch of there's a bunch of guys, right? There's a bunch of girls, and you you don't get to see the other person. You literally just talk to them again and again or whatever for a, a week or so. I don't even know how long it was. They keep talking to each other, and they basically have to propose after that that period ends to one person what? without seeing them. Yeah, so you never see this person. Based off of of talking to them, you basically propose, and they propose. They're basically getting married. They see each other finally, and like luckily enough, on this show for some reason, everyone's good looking. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> I don't know no, how that's exactly what was going through my brain right now. I'm like, because I'm like, my brain. I'm like, you know, uh, love is not blind in that case. But you know what? Maybe yeah, season two might change. But what like, is- I don't like. Is I like? Is it? Is this so weird? Right? But like, then after that, what they do is they go through a period of getting to know each other. So they uh, live in like a, a residential area. They meet the family. They meet the friends. Then they have like the wedding. And it's, I'm just, I don't know, man. I like watched it. It's just like. It's so it's like weird, you know. Like, look, I love spicy food, right? And yeah. the, I'm gonna compare this to spicy food because I love spicy food, and I, I I put like a lot of spicy sauce in my food. And you know what? I have it. It like hurts because I, I I know I go too too ham with this fucking spicy food. And like I'm drinking water, I'm like sweating. But what happens next? I keep eating the spicy food. This is the fucking same thing, man. This was I could see this is stupid. I could see how bad this shit is. But I couldn't stop watching, man. I didn't want to fucking know. I didn't want to know. I just. I didn't know the stupid shit they did, and oh my god, the stupid shit, man! Fuck! Like, this is more I think about it, I can't believe my brain has this information. Like, it, I, I can't believe that. Oh my god! Like, I did not think so. We have an Australian show. I don't know if it's an Australian show or whether it's copied from somewhere else. It's called Mar- Married at First Sight. Uh huh. I've heard that. So yeah. You've got these, and I'm using quotation marks here. Psychologists, yeah. um, they're not. Spoiler alert. Um, like who then match up these people? And then the first time these people meet or talk to each other is at their so-called wedding, which is not a wedding. It's not a legal wedding. It's a commitment ceremony, as it were. And then you've got these people who can live together and then they can have like lunches or no dinners together or something. And I only know about this show from like news articles or people at work talking about it. 
And I've never heard of something so fucking stupid in my life. <laughs> like, you've got the weirdest bunch of people. Like, you've got, and I don't understand how people watch this stuff. I, I just, I, I can't even read a news report about it because I'm like, wait, what the fuck happened? Wait, she cheated on him? She's not even married to him. Like, what's happening here? It is so yeah. weird. I don't get it. Honestly, it's just a thing of you just watch these people because you know how stupid it is or you know how what what they're doing and you can kind of judge them from this side, which is what makes it addictive. It's because you're looking at the, looking at it from this side, you're like, oh my God, you're so stupid. Oh my God, how do you not see this? And you know, you're yeah, just here watching. I feel so sorry for society that we've gotten to this stage when we are watching this. No, I like, I just I find it so like love is blind like I've seen all the you know the primos and it's everywhere and everybody's talking about it and I'm just like no nah. I I have to be very 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 hard up to be switching that up on the on Netflix. However, never say no. You never know. I might get bored this week. We'll we'll know more next week. I feel like I don't know, man. <laughs> I, my brain is a little fucked because I watched it. I feel like you need to do do it too, man. Just <laughs> either fight, man. Just just to go and be because you gotta watch it. <laughs> Well, to save your brain, you know what you need to watch? Ugly Delicious. Ooh. Oh, I've seen God. trailers. I've seen trailers. No, so so you know the restaurant Momofuku, right? So we've been to that one yes. in Toronto as well. And um, David Chang is the person who owns it, the uh, Korean-American uh, chef. And, oh, my God. Like, it, one of, it's one of those shows where, obviously, you're excited because, you know, it's such lovely food and, and such nice places. But the fact that he ends up doing episodes about things like pasta or, or chicken or how did fried chicken come about or what's the historical background behind it or or why does this only belong to, you know, the Japanese culture or the Korean culture? Why doesn't it belong to more cultures? He does such an amazing job. So season two just dropped and I've only seen one episode so far. But um, it takes a very, not, very interesting deep dive into his own life because, you know, he's expecting a child and it's about him as a chef going, wait, what the fuck does a child eat? What can I cook <laughs> that a child will like? And, and that's, it's such a, it's such a different perspective, you know, looking at all of these chefs who were crazy hours talking about how they've actually kept up that relationship with their kids. I mean, there's a lot more episodes to go. I know they've done an episode in India, in Mumbai. And they've done an episode in Sydney as well. So I'm really looking forward to it. So you want a break from all of the reality TV madness? This is one show I would absolutely recommend. Yes. Yeah, I know. I feel like everyone needs to re- unfuck their minds after watching stuff like <laughs> so that. Sounds, that sounds much better. Uh, since we're running short on time, we'll just quickly go over uh, any music or video games we are playing. We'll kind of talk about more, more of the other stuff that we've been watching uh, in the next episode. Um, on my my end, I, my end, I think the main video game that I played this weekend, just because my friends were over, was Jackbox Party Pack. I know oh, yes. you as well have played it. It's got really, really fun games. I feel like if anyone wants party games and has people over all the time, all you need is your phones. And it has like really, really cool thing, like a cool game called Fibbage that I know you and I both yes, love. Yes, I love that just, game. It's about making a lie up to a question that pops on the screen and you want, you are hoping for people to choose that lie. And it's just a, a, all, all around fun. It's got other games in it too. Um, I think that's the main one. Have you been playing Zelda? No. <laughs> yeah. No. I think, um, I think no, that no. should be your next go. I no, think we need to we need to have an episode where it's gonna be your review of Zelda. I feel like we gotta dedicate one episode yes. where you you going over what you think, and so you gotta you gotta take this seriously and get through this now. Now you're an official I will, game I will. journalist. 
I, I have to get back to it. Like I literally have to, um, I was looking for a weekend where I just had, you know, um, I could just free up the whole day and literally just reacquaint myself with what I am doing in Zelda and where I am. Um, yeah. even if it means I got to look up spoilers on like YouTube and figure out how to pass that one, you know, whatever stage I'm stuck at, because I think I just need to get past it and go, what the fuck was I doing? And, yeah. um, no, I definitely, we, we will, we, I have to go back into that, but, um, yeah, I've just had that had the time this week, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I, I mean, other than that, in terms of um, any music that I was listening to, while to Ozzy Osbourne's new album, Ordinary oh. Man, is really good. I love Ozzy Osbourne. I, it's crazy how he's still making such amazing music. Um, <laughs> the main title, Ordinary Man, is him with with Elton John. It's just such a beautiful song. I really, really like that song. It it's Ooh. not meant to pump you up, but it pumps me up because I just love that kind of music. And AGR, they released a new song called Bang. Bang. Um, yeah. Which is not, I, I, it's good. Like, it's catchy. I feel like that's what AGR, it, they do now. It's kind of just like these kind of catchy tunes. Um, yeah, I'm, and I feel like that is exactly what their trope is now. Like, find stuff that yeah. gets stuck in your, head, uh, in, your, in your head, but it's it's not, like, I, I don't know. I don't associate with the lyrics as much anymore. Um, exactly. I think they try to, but I feel like they're still aiming a lot of their music is uh, to teenagers. Yeah. Like some to be very honest, somebody in their twenties and thirties, like taxing taxes are a part of our life. Like we don't really I mean, like they talk about how, you know, they, they're trying to eat quinoa and they're they're trying to figure out how to do their taxes. And I'm like, dude, anybody past twenty five is is already Turbo Tax, dude. Turbo tax it tells you tell you yeah. what to fucking put what, what, what you put, man. Like I don't I feel like it's still aimed at those people who are very like very, very young adults at the time yeah. who are not used to life and, and um I'm just uh, out of the genre. But in saying that, song is really catchy. I'm actually, so I really, um, I've been listening a lot to um, some of Sam Smith's stuff because I heard one of his new songs, To Die For. Like, huh. it's not the, it's not a, an upbeat song at all. It's kind of sad as well. Yeah. But I just feel like he does such an amazing job. Like, the fact, for me, the moment a song gives you goosebumps, it goes very high on my list. Yeah. And 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 that's one song that that does that because you can feel the emotion through the song. Like another new one that came out recently is a song called Old Me by 5 Seconds of Summer. Oh, so again, it's not one. a it's not a it's not a catchy tune as such. It's not something that's going to get stuck in your head, but I really like the feel of the song because it's all talking about the old person who's made them who they are right now. Um and to be very honest, that's the sort of stuff I was expecting from AJR. Yeah. But it's coming from Five Seconds of Summer, which technically are younger than AJR. Which I used to listen to them more. Yeah, yeah no, Five Seconds of Summer, well. absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, definitely, if you've not heard um, the the new song by Sam Smith called To Die For, it's it's absolutely worth it. Yeah, no, we'll def- I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out. And I think we'll call it here. We'll, our, our next episode is going to be mainly focused on Ultra Carbon and, and The Witcher. Or we'll focus on one show first and then let's, we'll watch the let's other. See, let's see how long we can go talking about one of them. Exactly, exactly. It might be a 30-minute episode. It might be an hour. You never know, right? But we'll. I think we'll also save some of the stuff that we watch for the next episode as well. So Absolutely. thank you, everyone, for, for joining today. Please email us at freshoffthescreenpodcast at gmail.com. That's fresh off the screen podcast at gmail.com. The email and the links and everything will be in the description as well. Uh, let us know if you want us to uh, like watch something, review something, talk about something. And yeah, please keep watching, share it, stuff like that, you know, and it really, really, it really, really helps us.
So thank you, Harvey. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to to the next next time. (laughs) Thank you so much. Bye, everyone.